Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Three Things, the podcast that provides conversations in plain language about the leading energy solutions to climate change. Let's get right down to it and meet today's guest. My name is Benoit Lebeau. I am currently the head of uh, a secretary of an organization called the International Partnership for Energy Efficiency Cooperation. It's an international organization based in Paris, hosted by the OECD, and we are physically hosted by the International Energy Agency. So your organization focuses exclusively on energy efficiency and helping countries collaborate and learn from each other on policies to advance it. I'm curious though, you know, does in your mind, does energy efficiency have a PR problem? I mean, is, is part of the challenge that a lot of people just sort of think it's kind of boring? Well, you are totally right. And it's, uh, energy use is even worse than just boring. It is complex. It is difficult. It is hidden. But it is a fundamental part of the energy transition and part of the commitment we need to uh, in the Paris Agreement. We are not going to solve any of the transition we have ahead of us, and in particular, particular the uh, Paris Agreement, if we don't bring energy efficiency at the forefront of all decisions at all levels. So when and how did your organization get started then? What brought the pieces together? In 2009, the G7, at the time G8 countries, got together and recognized that they were all failing on their own target for energy efficiency, which is so crucial, so important, where was lacking a body to just help country discuss, engage together some common activity, develop some uh, new program, and just do more. So this is why the G8 in 2009 created the International Partnership for Energy Efficiency Cooperation. So how do you describe your mission, IPEAC, uh, which is how you abbreviate the name? The mission of the IPEAC is in the name. It's an international partnership to promote the cooperation around energy efficiency. So we have uh, uh, so far reached a membership of 17 of the G20 economies. We are missing Saudi Arabia, Indonesia, and Turkey. But we do have some close connection with each of those countries, but for some historical reason, political reason, they are not yet part of this co co uh, collaboration. So why is it important to have international collaboration on energy efficiency rather than just within sectors or states or provinces within a country? What brings different countries to the table? What's the common ground there? You, you are totally right to say that uh, um, energy efficiency is very domestic. It's a, a fuel. It should be considered as a fuel that is common to all countries. So it is a local domestic fuel in every country. The way we produce energy depends on the resources in any country. But the way we consume energy in buildings, in industry, in transport is fairly uh, similar. Yes, we don't have the same way of cooling or heating. The needs for cooling or heating buildings is, is, can be very different depending on the climate. But the way we use electricity in uh, our appliances in our equipment, food motors, the way we communicate through the 
means of energy is exactly the same across the world. So in fact, when we look closely, we see that a problem in a given country, a, a, a challenge to promote energy efficiency, is fairly common to many other countries. So there is benefit in just exchanging information on the best way to address energy efficiency, on the best way to share the good practices. And, I, and there are some opportunities to work together. So give me an example of a sector, say, let's say transportation, where your uh, organizations made a real difference on international collaboration. Road transport accounts for a significant portion of the greenhouse gas emission and the energy consumption in the world. Until very recently, no country in the world had developed some policy to promote energy efficiency in trucks. Now there's a working group where China, India, the European Commission, Brazil, Argentina, the US, Canada are collaborating to uh, explore how energy efficiency can be brought to uh, this very specific field of transport. And um, by doing so, every country is just learning a faster way to develop the right policy. No one has to read energy efficiency very local. The national policy is very important. But through the international collaboration, we can just help every country to just more and faster. And by the way, this is very much needed in today's world. There's really two sides to this. There's the conservation side, which is really about behavior, which we try to influence that through social media marketing, for example, where you see the advertising, you know, turn off the lights when you leave the room. Uh, and then there's efficiency policy, which is top down and a different way of coming at it. The more, you know, you, you need a, your refrigerator is efficient, not because you chose an efficient one, but because that was the only kind available. Both of these two are important, though, the behavior side and the policy side. Is there one that's more important in your mind? And if so, why? What we've learned over the past 30, 40 years of energy efficiency um, implementation and is that to deliver energy efficiency, you need a combination of all these regulatory tool plus communication tool plus financial support. There is not in our field of energy efficiency a one-size-fits-all response. And yes, you need to, uh, to have the, price, the right price of energy, but you also have to have the right policy, plus you have to have the right communication, plus you have to put in place the right fiscal or financial incentive. And you know what? You have to monitor that and to have to, you have to revisit. So we have learned that energy efficiency gets delivered only when there's a combination of some uh, specific interventions. You're a very fortunate position to be able to survey energy efficiency all over the world. I'm just curious, where are the standouts? For example, you mentioned buildings. We've talked about transportation. There's appliances. Which countries um, are leading in, in each of those areas? Appliances and end-use appliances. The U.S. has led the way. 30 years ago, the U.S. was the only country to implement monetary regulation imposing minimum energy performance standards on end-use equipment from air conditioning to fridge. Um, Europe catch up later, but Europe has developed an additional tool called the energy labeling. And the European label is by far the most 
comprehensive and impactful. In terms of buildings, Scandinavian countries, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, uh, and, and uh, I would say Germany, and have done some excellent work to promote uh, energy efficiency in buildings. I would say that on buildings, the European Commission, the European Union now has imposed through a European law that uh, net zero building become the norm in new construction by 2020. So uh, this, I can see in Europe some uh, serious drive towards uh, uh, super efficient buildings. And what about utilities? They are play a unique role in the whole energy efficiency equation. Where do you see standout examples there? California has, in my view, the most advanced demand side management policy where a utility cannot invest in any supply side solution or inve- uh, make any investment in new power plant if it, that it has not done first energy efficiency on the demand side. Hmm. In every country, I uh, can find some good example of uh, energy efficiency. So through the Paris Agreement, the global community has set a target for greenhouse gas emissions. We are all going to do our best to keep warming underneath two degrees globally. I'm just curious, is there a global agreed upon target for energy efficiency? Are we going to all work together to reach a certain goal on that front? No, there's not a global target. And despite I'm a great fan and great supporter of energy efficiency, I would never call for a target for energy efficiency. The IEA has told us for the last 25 years that when we look at the opportunities for the energy transition towards a low carbon, energy efficiency plays the biggest role. Maybe between 40 and 50% of the potential for greenhouse gas reduction, of the cost-effective greenhouse gas reduction can come from energy efficiency. Energy efficiency, if it's we implement it uh, properly, uh, will bring us faster to the target of the Paris Agreement. We could set target, but I'm not a great, uh, uh, I'm not enthusiastic about setting target. I prefer that we put in place the support that energy efficiency needs, the support, the financial support to put in place these capacities what I call the capacity, the, the policy framework, the means to collect and analyze data, the support to uh, uh, the industry, the support to the implementation. And I am more focused on the means, on the mobilization of the means to support the transition than the target itself. All of which begs the question, where do you start? You need to make visible the invisible. You need first to even collect data to make sure that we build the knowledge around energy efficiency before we even think of developing a project, a program, or a policy. And this is a big lesson that I, am, I have been learning from the Kyoto Protocol, that uh, energy efficiency, we, uh, necess- uh, we need to have some ingredients. We need to first build the knowledge and the capacity around that, the human capacity to address energy efficiency, the institutional capacity, the regulatory policies, the technical solution, and then we can think about the financial tool to to deliver. So this is uh, to to say that more than the uh, uh, setting a target, 
it is the means that we mobilize for energy efficiency that is more, more important. Building capacity, training the workforce for uh, new construction, training the architects of this world to teach them to build with the sun and with the local condition and not through the international fashion, making sure that uh, they receive the training on the latest technologies that will help save energy in a building. Same for uh, infrastructure, for mobility. We don't have yet all the tools that, uh, that the decision maker needs. So you see, financing all these means to make sure that energy efficiency gets uh, mainstream in the decision at all levels is what I would like to see now. And this is really important for uh, the, uh, the, the work we do. And this is where I believe there is room for an international collaboration to facilitate this type of message, the, to facilitate also the collaboration and to help every country access to the most in, crucial information without having the need to reinvent the wheel and, and face a challenge. I've been speaking with Mr. Benoit Lebeau, who leads the International Partnership for Energy Efficiency Cooperation based in Paris, soon to be renamed the International Energy Efficiency Hub. Thank you for speaking with me today, Mr. Lebeau. Thank you, James. It's been a pleasure. And thank you again to all those out there in our studio audience. Thanks for bringing me into your earbuds again today, and we will see you again soon.